Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley.
Welcome everybody to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. I'm your pro- I'm your host, the Professional Handicapped, and I know my fan- my voice sounds like Scooter, not Skeeter. I found that out from the Muppets. And on the other end, you will hear my co-host, who is the loudest guy only in the room when he's playing the drums, the podcast internet sensation, and quite possibly the sexiest voice on the internet. My friend, yours, Brosley. That's me. What's up, man? Hey, man. So what we just heard is the definition of this podcast, because I am totally speechless about that, about that, uh, about that song we just heard, which is Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. Yes, yes. So that is an amazing, amazing song. I love the, the punches they do in there. They do it like two or three times, but it like slows the tempo down just a hair. Right. And it just. Oh, it hits me in the gut every single time. Yeah. And uh, Scott Weiland's voice, man, so good. Actually, that is not Scott Weiland's voice. Um, that was not Scott Weiland, really? No, sir. That, uh, let me uh, go to the... Okay, so so that was actually their new singer, Jeff Gut. But this not sound like just, just like Scott Weiland, though? Just like him, man. Yeah. That fooled me. It's almost like the... Uh, like the um, like the uh, newest addition to um, uh, Alice in Chains, yeah, uh, yeah, Alice in Chains and Journey. Journey, yeah, yep. yeah, because um, Alice in Chains got a new got a new singer like, geez, like five years ago probably, and he sounds yeah. just like um, Lane Stanley. He de- he really does. Yeah, and, and I've seen him live, and he sounds just like him. So yeah, I saw, yeah. I saw the Carolina Rebellion one time. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was, uh, oh man, it was the first one I ever went to. They played it and, uh, it was freezing. So it's May, right? Right. It's kind of like what we're experiencing right now with lower temperatures. Right. Um, it was the beginning of May. It was freezing cold. It was the first year that they had, it was a two day thing. The first Mm. year they went to two days. Right. Um, I was not prepared because it's May. So right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and flip flops, and no jacket, and uh, it was it started raining. It was freezing cold. My toes were numb. Um, no one was was prepared for this thing anyway right. because it's May. Right. So <laughs> right, everyone like they sold out of hoodies with every single table because people oh, just no. didn't think it was going to be that cold. Man. So I admit I had to buy a hoodie. I had to spend like forty bucks on a hoodie. Yeah. Um, it was a Limp biscuit hoodie. Oh, nice. That was all they had. Nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. But yeah, I saw Alice in Chains in the freezing rain. My toes were numb. I was like, good Lord. This right. guy sounds just like him. Yeah. Just like him. It does. Um, be, uh, before we get into our, our subject today, uh, I would like to know how your weekend was, buddy. Um, it was good. It was yeah. Good Mother's Day weekend. Okay. Um, we, uh, we had my mom over to our house Saturday mm-hmm. um, and cooked dinner for her. Right. Um, and then last night we went to go see my mom again with my sister and my niece and nephew and Brian. Uh, we all went back to my mom's and um, hung out with her for a little bit. Um, had ice cream Sundays with her for actual mother's day. Right. Um, so it was good. We'll make our rounds to, uh, alley side of the family next nice. weekend okay nice. so, yeah yeah my mom's coming yeah. over today and uh she's oh cool yeah she's cutting my hair so i gotta be really oh, uh stingy about the way she cuts it because i have a particular way and she, she and she we used to cut my hair all the time way back in the day uh you know like yeah. she used to give me like a bus cut i don't do that anymore yeah. so i gotta coach her on how to cut my hair now um yeah. but uh I did buy her. I, I I did I did buy her a gift from Amazon. My mom was an avid quilter, so yeah. I bought her like a book of patterns. So hopefully she will get it today. And uh, so hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast before she gets it because I just ruined the surprise if she if she heard it. Oh but, no! Yeah, but I do have good news other than Mother's Day. So let me let me do this. I found me some hand sanitizer. Woo! Finally, after all these months, man, I could not find hand sanitizer to save my life. 
But I went to uh, CVS store because I had to pick up a few things. And lo and behold, they got two bottles left. I'm like, give me one. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, he could say no. So, yeah, so I got a, yeah. a bottle of hand sanitizer. So I'm good to go for the next, I don't know, month and a half probably. I don't know. So, well, that's, uh, that's definitely a hot commodity now. Yeah. The toilet paper is still, for some reason, yeah. gone. Really? Uh, paper towels are hard to come by. Um, tissues have been kind of hard to find too. Um, we're stocked up on tissues pretty good oh, nice. now because I'm, yeah. I, I'm such a allergy freak. You know, I sneeze over anything, right. so I, I usually have a lot of tissues with me. But yeah, yeah. A, little, hmm. a little difficult. To, it's strange now what what it's strange now what people will buy and you know what what's a necessity yeah. and what's not. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But on to our podcast today. Um, we are talking about grunge. Uh, so can you fill in everybody on what grunge is? Yeah, I will be glad to do that. Um, okay. one second, I lost my notes. Sure. Let me pull that okay. back up. Yes. Yeah, so, so grunge, we all love it. We all do. You think that even if you think that you don't love it, you're lying to yourself. Yes. Um, grunge, sometimes referred to as the Seattle sound, is a rock music genre and subculture that emerged during the mid-1980s in the Pacific Northwest U.S. Uh, U.S. state of Washington, particularly in Seattle and nearby towns. The early grunge movement revolved around Seattle's independent record label Sub Pop and the region's undercover, or excuse me, underground music scene. The owners of Sub Pop marketed Northwestern punk rock shrewdly, and the media was encouraged to describe it as grunge, which came to mean a, uh, a punk and metal hybrid style of music. By the early 1990s, its popularity had spread, with grunge bands appearing in California, then emerging to, uh, into other parts of the United States and in Australia, oddly enough, building strong followings and signing major record deals. Grunge was commercially successful in the early to mid-1990s due to releases such as Nirvana's Nevermind, Pearl Jam's 10, Soundgarden's Bad Motorfinger, Allison Chains' Dirt, and Stone Temple Pilots' Core. Mm. The success of these bands boosted the popularity of alternative music and made grunge the most popular music form of rock music at the time. Yes, sir. So that's a fantastic five. Yeah, yeah. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Allison Chains, and STP. Yeah, it's like if you were collecting the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, that would be the the, the 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 stones and the glove. Exactly. 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 And and maybe if we collect all those into the Infinity Gauntlet and we snap, then Kurt we can Cobain, we can bring like Chris, three of Chris those people Cornell, back. Yeah. Daily, all those guys will come back. Right. Sadly, tragically, they all died because of suicide. I know, man. So Sad. we're we're gonna talk about it. At, we're gonna talk about that at the end of the show. But yes. one of my favorite favorite bands of all time has got to be Nirvana. Okay. Yeah. I grew up with this band in the in the in the early early nineties. Um, I didn't um, uh, find out about them until the Nirvana the the Nevermind album came out, which blew everything up. I mean, it destroyed 80s metal bands. It destroyed the whole 80s, you know, music genre, you know? Um, Yeah. uh, It completely wiped them out cold. Um, So luckily we still have uh, most most of those 80s bands still alive and kicking. But Nirvana was an American rock group um, formed in Aberdeen, Washington in 87. Founded by the lead singer and guitarist Kurt Cobain and bassist Chris Novoselic. The man went through a succession of drummers before recruiting Dave Grohl in, 90, in 1990. Though Nirvana dissolved in 94 after the death of Cobain, their music maintains a popular following and continues to influence modern rock and roll culture. And you can still hear their influence um, in many, many other bands. Um, quite possibly in rap, I, I want to say yeah. because, I mean, they like um, they're the pioneers of grunge. Uh, you know, yeah, they they sure. were the very first band to take over the, the, the whole genre. You know, yeah. So um, their former members were Aaron Burkhardt, which played the drums in '87 and '88, Dale Crover, which played the drums in '88 
and or ninety before David Grohl. Uh, David Foster, which played drums again in '88, and Chad Tanning, which is on the album of Bleach, which he played for '88 yeah. and through 1990. And you got yeah. another guitarist by name by Jason Everman, uh, which played rhythm guitar in '89. So the session members, I don't know if many people know this, but session members are are studio musicians that are hired to perform in a recording session or live performances. Right. And uh, their session members were Mark Pickerel, which played drums in 89, Dan Peters played drums in 90, Kurt Canning, which played the cello in 91, and Kira Shelley, which played the cello in 93. Um, now, I don't know many songs that had the cello except for their live unplugged album, which was right. by far the the best unplugged uh show I've seen. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And you'll get to see David Grohl wearing a turtleneck. So you know And his ponytail. And and it's for I don't I, I I'm surprised that he don't wear his wear his ponytail up anymore, you know? But then something again happened. Yeah, something happened with Dave Grohl, man. He I don't know what year it was, but something happened where he said, you know what? I'm just going to wear the same black T-shirt for the rest of my life. That's right. And uh, he's and been wearing that same T-shirt um, forever. Uh, he's just had his hair really long again forever. And, uh, you know, when Foo Fighters first started out, he uh, he cut all his hair off just about. Um, he didn't have a beard. He didn't have that glorious beard that he has to, the, to this day. Right. Um, and, uh, but something, something happened, man. He flipped the switch and he was like, just going to wear this black t-shirt for the rest of my life. Well, that black t-shirt brought him a lot of luck. A lot it of sure luck. Did. So. It really did. And, and, you know, you talked about Pat Smear. Pat Smear went on to play, uh, with, uh, with Foo Fighters. Right. Um, and, uh, he was one of the original, um, guitarists for Foo Fighters. He left, he came back. Right. He also um, played he in he, he he also played in Nirvana in ninety three ninety four. I think he was a, a touring musician. Yeah. So he's uh, yeah he's in the uh, he's in the unplugged. Right. He um, yeah he is he is. Yeah. Yep. Um. And it's you know it's so cool because you know we got to see Foo Fighters a few years ago when they came to Columbia. Oh nice. Um, it's, and uh, it was it was cool to see two people that were in Nirvana on stage and we're in the same building. You know what I mean? Just right. such a mind-blowing experience. That was an amazing concert. Amazing right. concert. So the final lineup with Nirvana was Kurt Cobain, obviously guitarist and vocals. Um, sure. In 94, he died, so they broke up in 94. And mm-hmm. Chris Novoselic was bass, uh, and David Grohl was drums. Yeah. And, they had, and, he had, and he had three... Um, studio albums. I thought they had four, but they didn't. They yeah. had three. Uh, Bleach was their very first album recorded and um, released on June fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Never mind September twenty first, nineteen ninety one. And In Utero, which happened in, uh, came out on September twenty first, ninety four. Yeah. So I thought that Incesticide was one of their studio albums, but it's a compilation album. Yeah, so did I. Right. I the same thing. Right, yeah, because I that came out before, never mind. Right. Um, but, but I was wrong. But uh, a compilation album are, 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 are um, old recordings or new songs that comes out on one yeah. album all together. So they had right. four compilation albums, and so that's the sign December 14th, 1992 is when it came out. Nirvana, October 21, 29th, 2002. Silver or silver, the best, the best of the box, November first, two thousand five, and Icon, which is came out at night in uh, August thirty one, twenty ten. So they're they're still releasing albums, which is great. Yeah, I I guess they recorded so much that uh that uh they you know come out with albums every, every so often. So for sure, yeah. yeah. So I was my first band um, whenever I was in high school. Um, I played with a guy that was a huge Nirvana fan and, uh, but he didn't like the hits 
you know, Smells Like Teen Spirit, right. Heart Shake Box, Come As You Are, those weren't his favorite songs. He liked all the underground stuff. Right. Um, and which was fine with me, you know, but there was some, there was times where we, he would want to like try to play a gig and uh, wanted to play songs that no one knew by Nirvana. I was like, I don't think that's what people want to hear. Like, I, mm. I love the underground stuff, but they want to hear the hits. That's what they know. Right. Um, but he was very into the underground stuff. I discovered a lot of uh, Nirvana songs during that time. Uh, Incesticide became one of my favorite um, albums, even though it wasn't like an official album of theirs. But right. it had great songs on it, like Molly's Lips is really good. Uh, New Wave Polly, which later became just Polly on Nevermind. Never, right. Um, New yeah. Wave Polly is more of like a punk rock song. More um, like an upbeat, and, you know, kind of song. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it was it was just cool, man. I, I loved, I loved Incesticide. Yeah. And, uh, um, I'm not, I, I'm I'm not sure if you're aware of of this, but uh, uh, Post Malone, which is a great rapper in his yeah. own right, um, he did yeah. a, he held a um uh fund for the who the world health organization and yeah. he played a bunch of nirvana songs um he just like it's like a stay at stay home live concert kind of kind of deal yeah and um your favorite drummer travis barker was playing with him and yeah. i'm like oh no i gotta tell my, my bro my, my um my you know you um that you know, go to go watch. I, I'm not sure if you did, but I think you can. I did. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, so it was live on YouTube. Yes. Whenever you sent me the link. Right. And I was at my sister's birthday party and, uh, I was, uh, I saw it and I pulled it up and I realized it was live and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what song they were playing at, at the time. It must've been one of those underground ones, underground songs. Yeah. I, I don't remember ever hearing that one, but, uh, yeah, I, I like snuck off for a little bit and watched a little bit of it, and I wish I could have watched. I think they did like fifteen songs. Right. Yeah. I, um, um. I think you. I. I. I think you could go back to his channel and like like, like rewatch the whole thing. I actually yeah. down, I actually downloaded it. So if you want it, I guess well, too. Yeah, please do, man. Yeah. They. I know they did an awesome cover of In Bloom that uh, I saw. Oh yeah. Makes yeah. A good bit. And uh, that one. That one was really good. Post Malone is. A really talented person. It's great, yeah. One more yeah. thing about Nirvana, and then we'll move on to the next um, amazing group, yeah. is I recently bought the Bleach album and the In Utero album, and I don't know if you're aware of this, I don't know if you even have Bleach, but on the back of it, you know, where it says the, the actual names of the of the, um, of the band, they yeah. misspelled Kurt. Really? Mm-hmm. It's... It's K U R D T. Uh, Kurt with the D. I'm not sure if that's the misspelling or if that's the way he told him to spell it. Wow. But in all his other albums, it's spelled the right way. So that's hilarious. There's your fun fact for today. Typos so, in the early 90s, right? Yeah. Or, that was the late 80s at that point, I think. Yeah, because Bleach came out in 89, I think, right? 89. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. Uh, attention to that. You want to tell us about Pearl Jam? Oh, I do. I love Pearl Jam. Um, so Pearl Jam uh, is uh, an American rock band formed in 1990 in Seattle, Washington. The band's lineup consists of founding members Jeff Arment on bass guitar, Stone Gossard on rhythm guitar, Mike McCready on lead guitar, and Eddie Vedder uh, on lead vocals, and he also plays guitar from time to time, um, as well as Matt Cameron on drums, who joined in 1998. Keyboardist Boom Gasper uh, had also been a touring session member of the band since 2002 drummers jack irons dave cruson matt chamberlain and dave abruzzi's i hope i said that right are former did. members uh-huh. of the band right um so yes uh former members includes jack irons who played drums um percussion backing vocals and all that left came back in 94 stayed with them until 98 dave cruson was playing drums too uh in 1990 and 1991 and then he came back as a touring guest in 2017 matt chamberlain only played with them in 1991 on the drums and some percussion and then dave abruzzi's uh played drums and percussion from 91 to 94 so they went through a few drummers in the early days um 
but uh, they've been they've been pretty solid with their their most recent. Uh, uh, Jeff Ament played bass guitar and did the backing vocals. Uh, He's still in he's still in the band. He's the one in those early uh, Pearl Jam videos. He's got like a big floppy big hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ginormous and right. (laughs) Um, Stone Gossard on rhythm and lead guitar and backing vocals. He's been in there since day one. Mike McCready, same thing, since day one on lead guitar and backing vocals. And, of course, Eddie Vedder, um, who's been there since the beginning, lead vocals, playing rhythm guitar. Matt Cameron is the one that's been playing drums um, since 98. Mm. Um, And he's good. I really like like him. Um, I I, I did – you know, a lot of times these bands that were big at one time in the 90s, and then they kind of go away, and they come back, and they start releasing new music. I mean, nine times out of ten, it's just not the same. Right. But Exactly. Um, but, you know, a few years ago, Pearl Jam put out an album that had a, it had a lot of really good songs on it. And it didn't sound like Pearl Jam. Right. Um, we'll talk about it in, in a minute when we get to that album. But, they, uh, you know, they had a song that was in Sons of Anarchy, and it was one of their new ones. And oh. I didn't even know it was them. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, So let's talk about their studio albums. Uh, Ten being the iconic album. Oh, the great album. Great Um, album. Oh, so good, man. So good. Jeremy, um, Alive. Alive. Ocean Ocean and Porch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Versus, in 1993, um, Vitology in 94, No Code in 96, Yield in 98, Binaural in 2000, Riot Act in 02, Self-Titled in 2006, Backspacer in 2009, Lightning Bolt. That's the album that I was talking about. That's the one that had a it had a lot of really good songs on it. Right. Um, and Gigaton in 2020. So, is that one out yet? I want to say it is, but don't quote me on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to look into that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh. So Pearl Jam just god just amazing amazing band i think that pearl jam was heavy influencers in the way that a lot of those grunge guys and uh um even even the post grunge post grunge movement which we'll we'll get to that whenever we wrap this episode up but um the way that eddie better sang that all right you know what i'm saying yeah that's uh that influenced everybody in the 90s if you were a rock singer um you had that that snarl about your your vocals you know what i mean yeah right um and people compared creed and scott stapp to uh to eddie vetter and i can hear it but i think there was a lot of bands that were doing that same thing and they people crap all over creed for that oh yeah and yeah. uh yeah they had a you remember celebrity Deathmatch? yes I do. Um, so they <laughs> had an episode where it was Eddie Vedder and Scott Stapp. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty funny. Um, um, I I just looked up Gigaton and it's not out yet. It's it's postponed okay. during the, you know during the uh, coronavirus pandemic. So yeah, it'll be out shortly though. So you can you know get that in your hands as soon Absolutely. as it comes out. Yeah. So. Um. So that uh, lightning bolt album I was telling you about the song that was featured in. Pearl Jam, or uh, not Pearl Jam, that was featured in Sons of Anarchy was a song called Mind Your Manners. And uh, I forgot what season it was. I guess whatever season, 2013, they were doing. It was one of the later ones. Yeah. And uh, there was like a chase scene or whatever, and the song starts playing. Didn't even know it was Pearl Jam. So good. Really? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about the uh, compilation albums that they have. So Lost Dogs, which released uh, in in, uh, November 11th of 2003. Rearview Mirror, which is their greatest hits album, um, with the the greatest hits from '91 to 2003, that's the one. That's the greatest hits album that has the where I first heard uh, their cover of um, uh, uh, last, last Kiss. Last Kiss. Yes. That's it. Amazing, um, amazing cover. Dude, I, I love it. Who did the original Last Kiss um, back in the '50s? But you know, my mom really liked that song. And uh, so I was aware of that song before I ever heard the cover. And then when I heard Pearl Jam's cover of it, so, so good. Um, and then finally, Pearl Jam 20, 
uh, which was released September 20th of 2011. They have no box sets, but they do have 15 live albums. That is nuts. Right. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's a lot of live albums. Yeah. Wonderful, man. Um, they, they had a, a very iconic Unplugged as well. Um, a lot of these grunge bands had, they did the Unplugged thing. And uh, I, it's just something, something about Pearl Jam. They were just so talented in every regard. So if you compared Pearl Jam to, say, Nirvana, Nirvana was a little more relaxed, I would say. Maybe right. Sloppy, even, but not in a bad way. It no. It worked for it was their great. sound. Yeah. And right. they were only a three-piece. Um, and Pearl Jam always operated with as a five-piece. Right. And things were way more polished. The drums were really crisp. The guitars were precise. They had solos that, you know, were intricate and um, you could jam to their songs, no pun intended. Right. Yeah. Um, you, know, you, can, you can sit there and play uh, um, even flow and uh, you can get around with a bunch of guys or you can play a live or something and you just let people go back and forth and just jam that for forever. Right. So fun. Um, um, uh, Last Kiss, you know, the song that they covered was originally done by Wayne Cochran and released in okay. 1963. So, yeah. There we go. That, yeah, that, that's a great cover. That yeah. Yeah, it is um, it's a great cover. It's a really sad song, too. Right. <laughs> I loved Pearl Jam, but not the way I loved um, Nirvana. Like, like I have, I had three albums, their first three albums, um, you know, 10, um, Versus and and uh, Vitality, and I loved and I loved and I loved love love ten. Ten is like yeah. the the essence of grudge, you know. Yeah. But after yeah, after Vitality, I I I just can't get into them anymore, you know. I I yeah. I, I I don't know what it was, you know. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh they, these bands evolve over time, and you know, um they were in the they were in the grunge genre but you know bands like nirvana and uh the melvins and and different ones like that were more associated with kind of outcast right. kids before it really got popular right and i feel like pearl jam really put them into the main i mean obviously nevermind had a lot to do with it as well but yeah right when 10 came out and and jeremy was such a big song it really appealed to a wider audience and you saw more of like college kids getting into Pearl Jam and um, they were big on college radio. They were big with the young, the, the generation of that time, you know, and, uh, and then it just exploded the rest of grunge. It was just, you know, Nirvana and Pearl Jam just kicked the door down for these other bands to just explode. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So the next band we're going to talk about is, Oh my God, Soundgarden, man! Yes, sir. Soundgarden was great. Well, let me take you a little bit about them. Soundgarden was an American rock group formed in Seattle, Washington. Again, wow, a lot of people are coming from Seattle. A lot of, mm. a lot of Seattle bands. Yeah, yeah great stuff, you know. So, in 1984, a singer and rhythm guitarist Chris Cornell and lead guitarist Kim Thal—I hope I say that name right. Uh, both of whom were members to appear in every incarnation of the band. Yeah. Uh, the bassist Hiro Yamamoto, Matt Cameron, became the full-time band drummer in 1986. Great drummer, too. Yeah. Um, he's also in Pearl Jam. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, he was also in Pearl That's Yeah, so That's, the guy... The original drummer for Soundgarden is who is still playing with Pearl Jam. Wow, okay. Yep. Um, so while bassist Ben Shepard became a permanent replacement for Yamamoto in, 90, in 1990, the band dissolved in 97 and reformed in 2010. Thank the Lord. Yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, there's a big but. So, following Chris Cornell's suicide in 2017... And the year of uncertainty of the band's future, Thal declared in October of two of 2018 interview with Seattle Times that they would not continue Soundgarden. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, they did have a reunite in January ninety in nine in two thousand nineteen for a one off concert and tribute to Chris Cornell. Which is yeah, sad. You uh you can't it like you know, we've talked about certain bands having new singers that sound just like them. And maybe one day if the guys from Soundgarden are still up for it mm-hmm. and they find someone that it's gonna be hard to do, but if you can find someone who can sound like Chris Cornell or had the writing style that Chris Cornell had, you know, maybe they can do something again, but it's just it, it, it that's hard to do. And that is very Chris Cornell had 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 one uh, amazing and unique voice. Yeah. Um so that I don't think that could be replaced ever. So, uh, the past members, like we said before, was Hiro Yamamoto was was the bassist in '84 to '90 to '89, Scott Sunquist, drums '85 to '86, and Jason Everman played bass on uh, the with the band in '89 and '90. So the final lineup was Kenthal. Uh, lead guitarist, um, been around for ages, um, since since eighty four to night to, to, to two thousand nineteen. Uh, yeah. Chris Cornell, same eighty four to two thousand seventeen, which he died tragically of, of suicide. Yeah. Uh, Matt Cameron played drums from eighty six to two thousand nineteen, and Ben Shepard played the bass from nineteen ninety to two two thousand nineteen. Yes. So, uh, let's talk about their studio albums. So, their first album was Ultra Mega OK, which was released in 88, Louder Than Love in 89, Bad Motorfinger in 91, Super Unknown in 94. Yes. Yeah. Down on the Upside in 96, and Kink Animal in 2012. So, let me uh, reiterate this. I thought, once again... I didn't know that they came out with two albums before they hit, you know. Yeah. Um, Bad Motorfinger was the album that blew them up. Um, yeah. I had no idea about Ultra Mega OK or Louder Than Love. Uh, but Bad Motorfinger had had a song Rusty Cage in it, right? Yeah. I, I, I believe. And as my memory serves me correct, that was the Johnny Cash album. I mean, the, the Johnny Cash song. I want to say it was. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, I I think it is. I, you know, like I said, don't call me. Um, maybe one of our listeners can uh can uh chime in on that one. But uh, yeah. super unknown '94 man, yeah. this album was it. Um, man, yeah. So you had songs like Spoon Man, um, Black Hole Sun. Um, yeah, just that's uh, my jam, man. Just amazing, amazing, amazing. Um. Like also head down, super unknown, mailman, Elon Black Days. Uh, yeah. These are songs that that define a generation. Um, so we talked about it before, and I forgot which episode it was. But you know, I I wasn't really aware of Soundgarden until maybe 2004 was when I first had ever even heard of Soundgarden. Okay. Um, Surprisingly enough, and um, I've told this story before, but there was a TV show I used to watch all the time called Stevens Untitled Rock Show that came on the Fuse uh, Network. Okay. And uh, they showed, it was a 30-minute show. They showed music videos from current bands, but they always closed out uh, the episodes with something classic, so something from the 90s or whatever. Right. And uh, right. so they, that was there was an episode where they they showed the music video for Black Hole Sun. And if you've never seen the music video for Black Hole Sun, it's the most trippy thing I've it's, ever it's, seen. It's wild. And I love it. And right. the song was so good, and it was dark, and it was heavy, and I loved it instantly. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then I didn't even put two and two together because I knew who Audio Slave was. Right. Was. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Uh, super groups. Right, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. So I knew who Audio Slave was, but I didn't even think about the fact that that sounds like the guy from Audio Slave. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's weird how how many bands you don't realize that who they are until yeah. they release a, a like a newer band, you know. Right. But it's good because once you heard Audio Slave, you go back and oh, okay, well, I can listen to the Star Garden and get my you know 
I get better music. I don't want right. to say better music, but you know, uh, sure. like, well, hell, I do because Soundgarden is like, I, 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 I think Soundgarden is like ten times better than um, Audio Slave. But that's just me. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. you know? So. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they had some um, compilation albums. Um, so they had Screaming Life, uh, which came out in ninety in nineteen ninety, A Size yeah. in ninety seven. Tell Us Phantasm, which is a great album, uh, 2010. The classic album Selection on 2012. Echo of Miles, which came out in 2014. And Essentials came out in 2019. And they had two live albums. Yeah. So, but before I we go to the next band, I want to uh, share with all of you um, a little sound clip of his daughter, Tony. Cornell, yeah, singing the song, her cover of Hunger Strike. So give me yeah. a minute or two. Hi, I'm Tony Cornell, sitting in my dad's studio during this crazy time. I'm gonna sing one of my favorite songs for you guys. I love you, Daddy, and I hope I do this injustice. Chills, man. That's yeah. so good. So that was Hunger Strike by Chris Cornell's daughter, Tony Cornell. Beautiful song by a beautiful girl. Um, I think it's safe to say that you uh, nailed it. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, your dad would have been proud. From, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Her, uh, so Chris Cornell, you know, obviously Hunger Strike was uh, Temple of the Dog. That was the name of the band. That was a super group that he was in. When, right members of uh pearl jam right and uh they kind of fused and created this band and uh two iconic grunge voices on the same track oh my god and, yeah you couldn't uh, get any more you know, yeah gosh i don't you know, think like, i don't think there's there, there's a better duo really i mean because no. you got chris cornell's high sound and you got eddie Vedder's low low end it just met misses perfectly Perfectly. Yeah, man. It, there's another video, just to give you even more chills, there's another video I've, I've come across before, and I don't remember what band was playing, if it was if it was Soundgarden or if it was Linkin Park, I'm not mm -hmm. sure, but it's Chester Bennington right. from Linkin Park and Chris Cornell singing that song. And I watched that. Yeah, that is so good. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah sir. Man, it's, you know, both of them have sadly passed on. Right, that, um, yeah, that is so good. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, go look that one up, guys. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it, that one will give you chills too, because they're they're both gone, and that song is really just really good, really yeah. special. So I do have one fa one fun fact before we uh go to the to go go to our next man. Uh, sure. Have you seen any of the James Bond movies? 
Uh, I watched one of the newer ones with um. Was it named Daniel Craig? Was it Casino Royale? Yes. Okay, okay yeah, so that theme song was Chris Cornell singing it. That's my favorite James Bond song and my favorite James Bond movie. So it works perfectly for me, right? Now. So there's your fun fact for today. Another fun fact. Remember the song they did for the first Avengers movie? Like that? It was right after they like regrouped. I didn't even know that they did that, man. Yeah, and yeah. I'm trying to remember what the name of the song is. Uh, I gotta go back now and uh, if it's in the movie, then then I'll you know rewatch it and. Oh yeah, okay. It's played yeah. in the credits of the first Avengers movie. Okay. Um, and then there's a, another song you should go check out. It's where Chris Cornell did a did a um, a guest spot on a Zach Brown. Um, oh wow. Song. Okay. Called uh, uh, heavy as the head. Okay. And uh, oh man, that's good, dude. Zach Brown. I know they're a country band. Yeah, but that, man, Zach Brown's great. Yeah. They're different for me, man. Mm. They those guys are so talented, and they did that song with Chris Cornell, and it just it's perfect. Right, it's so good. Right. Um, okay, so Allison Chains, you want to cover this one? Yeah, I'll take I'll take Allison Chains. Okay. Um, Allison Chains, often abbreviated as AIC, is an American rock band, again from Seattle, formed in 1987 by guitarist and vocalist Jerry Cantrell, um, an amazing musician, um, and drummer Sean Kenny who later recruited bassist Mike Starr and lead lead vocalist Lane Staley. Starr was replaced by Mike Inez in 1993, um, and then William Duvall joined the band in 2006 as co-lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist, replacing Staley, who died in 2002. That's the guy we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, An amazing vocalist because he sounds just like Lane Staley. He does. Um, The band took its name um, from Staley's uh, previous group, the Glam Metal Band, Alice in Chains. Um, you know, he's not the first musician that you wouldn't imagine. Like for you know, for Alice in Chains, Alice in Chains to be as heavy and uh, aggressive as they were. Right. Um, you know, their roots are in glam metal. Pantera was a was a glam metal band before they. Right. Yeah. Know, well, yeah. Cowboys yeah. from Hill. Yeah. Big time. You know. Um. But yeah. So. Sadly, former members Lane Staley on uh, vocals and occasionally played the rhythm guitar. He died in 2002, tragically. Mm. Um, Mike Starr um, played bass and, and backing vocals. He's also passed away. Uh, he died in 2011. Um, he was in the band from 87 to 93. Currently, you still got Jerry Cantrell uh, playing guitar and doing vocals. Um, uh, he's been in the band, you know, from the from the, from the, from the get-go. Days. Yeah. From the get-go, uh, Sean Kenny, same thing. He's been playing drums ever since. Um, Mike Inez uh, on the bass guitar since '93, and then William Duvall, um, who is now taking over uh, lead vocals, rhythm guitar since 2006. Um, they have five studio albums: Facelift, which is so good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's the one that's got you know Man in the Box and. Um, them bones. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, dirt in '92. Uh, that one's got wood on it. That's a that's a good song. Um, Alice in Chains, self-titled, came out in '95. Black. That's that was the last album they did. Um, yeah, it's Daily. Daily. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you know they came back in um '09 with Black Gives Way to Blue. Right. Uh, which is a it's it that one had some good songs on it. Um. Then uh, in 2013, they put out The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here, and then Rainier Fog in 2018. Um, They've had some live albums. They were also one of those bands that had a really iconic Unplugged, uh, which came out in 96. Um, They have a live album just called Live that came out in December Mm. of 2000, and then Live Facelift um, Facelift. in, uh, in 2016. Um, dude, so Allison Chains, just, they were good with, you know, Lane Staley had that snarl in his, his voice. Kind of like a grungy voice, yeah. Right, so he fit with that as well. Um, and my, so my father-in-law and my brother-in-law, Allie's brother, both of them are huge Allison Chains fans. 
Um, and funny story, whenever me and Allie got married, um, we had, we, we had something people could fill out and give us with, uh, like, so if you RSVP'd for the wedding, um, you could put a song suggestion down that we would put on a playlist and play it at the wedding. If it was something that you wanted to like dedicate to us or you just thought it would be oh, nice, wedding yeah. or whatever. Um, it was fun to do. Yeah. Um, it was fun to mm. read those because Allie's dad RSVP'd for the wedding and the song he chose was Rooster. Oh, no. Yes. Awesome. It yeah. It was the funniest thing because I was like, I wonder what Rooster's about. I looked it up and it's about like, you know, a, like a army uh, veteran and um, his struggles with like PTSD and stuff like that. So like, doesn't apply to our wedding at all. No, it's no. So but it's a great, Rooster. great, great song, man. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, my favorite album from them is um the, the Alice in Chains album, which came out in '95, just like you said. Uh, yeah. And I will give you my reason. It's got Heaven Beside You and 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 again. Ooh, yeah. And I will tell you this, man. My favorite song ever from them is Again. I saw them back in uh, 2005 or six, and the first yeah. song that they played live was Again, and I freaked out. Uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I couldn't get enough that song. I mean, that song's great. That song's great. Yeah, oh. absolutely. I'd say my favorite is uh, my. I'd say my favorite is Dirt. Dirt. Um, as I, I, my favorite Alice in Chain songs uh, is uh, is Them Bones. Right. Um, but that so that one was on Facelift. But Dirt as an album, I feel like is my my favorite one because Wood is also like right. A great song. Wood and Dim Bones, uh, Angry Chair. You know, it's just, God, just so, just so good. And it's got your favorite song, Rooster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all right. It's all right. Okay, so yeah. our last and final band is Nothing Short of Greatness and Stone Temple Pilots. STP, and, baby. Yeah, and th right. And this band is, is um, my second favorite uh, after Nirvana. It's gotta be yeah. in always, okay? And then yeah. it's South uh, Garden and did Alice Chains. But STP, Stone to the Pilots, is an American rock band formed in San Diego that originally consisted of Scott Wyland, lead vocals, brothers Dean and Robert Delo, which are Dean played guitar and Robert played bass, and Eric Kretz, the drummer. Uh, yeah. The band's lineup remained unchanged. From the formation in '89 until firing Wyland in February 2013. Yeah. Lincoln Park's vocalist Chester Bittenfield joined the band in May yep. 2013. Yep. It's great. Uh -huh. and I, I I think they they put out one album, out one EP album with him. And it was good. Yeah, it was really good. Really it was good. good. Right. And we all, you know, I almost went to go see them. They were playing at House of Blues. Um. And it was when Chester Bennington was in, was in Stone Temple. Oh man, I would love to go. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Dude, we we almost pulled the trigger on going. I was mm. working, I was working with a group of guys that loved Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. We were like, oh, we need to go. And then bat out last second, didn't buy the tickets. Mm. God, I wish I would have gone, especially yeah. now that Chester's gone. Right. You know, I, I really wish we would have done that. Yeah. But Chester left in 2015 to focus on on Lincoln Park, his other band. Right. In 2016, the band launched an online audition for a new lead vocalist after um, the tragic passing of uh, Scott Wendland uh, for your new lead vocalist and announced that Jeff Gutt as the new lead singer of the band in November 14, 2017. And right. the song that you heard at the beginning of this amazing podcast is yeah. Jeff Gutt singing. And he sounds yeah. just like was the Scott Wyland? You thought it was Scott Wyland, didn't you? I thought it was. Yeah, I could have sworn that was him. So yep. it's it's amazing that you that um that people nowadays can find other um talented musicians that sound just like the um the the original singers. If sure. if they pass away or if they don't want to come back, right? You know. So okay. So 
Uh, they've only had two former members, which is Scott Welland, which passed in 2015, lead, lead yeah. singer, and Chester Bennington, who died in 2017. Um, yeah. He also was their lead singer. Um, yeah. So their current lineup is Dean Nilo, guitar. Um, he, he was from 89 to now. Robert Nilo, which was played bass. Um, which is uh, in 89 to now. Um, Eric Kritz is the drummer from 89 to now. And lead vocalist Jeff Gutt is 2017 to now. Yeah. So their albums are consist of Core, um, Purple, Tiny Music, the songs from the Vatican gift shop in 96. Purple came out in 94. Core came out in, in 92. Um, number four, which came in, in, out in 99, Shangri La uh, is uh, 2001. Stone Tip Pilots, which came out in 2010. Another album called Stone Tip Pilots, which is 2018, which is for some reason. And, and Perdita, which is 2020. So, they are the uh, one of the um, bands that I really, really admire. Um, to this day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so we've talked about a lot of people dying, which is sad to hear. Yeah. Um, all of them died by suicide. Uh, but if you have any, uh, feelings of that, which we should not have, or which you can get help, uh, you yeah. can call the National Prevention Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. They can help you with all with anything you have. Um, so please give, give them a call before you make that final decision. Yeah. Um, thank you all for, for listening to this uh, number 12 of this episode of this podcast, When Words Fail Music Speaks. Uh, you can contact us on When Words Fail Podcast at gmail.com or you can contact us on facebook.com slash WWFMS podcast. Uh, we are available on on app on Apple Store, uh, Apple Apple Podcast, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and Spotify, along with many many more that you can you get your podcast on. Um, this this was really really fun. I enjoyed this one. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was uh that was good. That it brings back a lot of memories because I have a, a lot of memories with grunge at a young age. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and then you know, kind of fell back in love with it. At a um, at another time in my life, you know, and and uh, music hits you different whenever you're older. You know? It does. And, it does. Uh, so I, I I connected with songs that I didn't really connect with whenever I was young and first heard them. Right. And uh, I, it's a it's a special a special genre that um you know it's it's it had its post grunge era, um a lot of bands that they heavily influenced and it just transitioned to the alternative rock of the late nineties. And, uh, but it, you know, grunge was, was sacred, man. You, it's, it, it couldn't be duplicated. Right. And it, it fit for the time. Doesn't really fit now, but you know, maybe it'll come back. Someday. Right. Yeah. But, uh, so if, if anybody is listening who is just, who never heard of this genre or is just getting into it, please listen to some of these bands, amazing bands with amazing songs. You won't regret it. So, until next time, I've been James Cox. He's been my brother, Brosley, and we will see y'all later. See ya. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.